Wow, okay. Them jeans coming in fucking hot. Let's go. A rare early podcast during the week to accommodate a, a uh, British guest. We love crossing the pond here at How Long Gone. Today is no exception. Jason, how you feeling? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> DJ Them Jeans was on the decks last night at uh, legendary Silver Lake nightclub, Tenants of the Trees, <laughs> celebrating our newly unmasked friends, uh, the Ion Pack. I got a little, I got a little hungover at the Discord mixer last night. <laughs> the uh, Tenants truly is a, a hellhole. I'm sure in four months, I'm sure in four months, I'm going to DJ there again. Did Rick Caruso clean up Tenants of the Trees just in time for this event, or was it still a little rough around the edges? He, Rick Caruso, he pledged to clean up the, <laughs> the pledged. he pledged to clean up the, the transient feces that had been smeared on the walls over the last quarantine. Yeah. Uh-huh. But just like the rest of his policies, you know, he's kind of all talk and, and no go. Yeah, that's right. And Jason, I don't like when you refer to your graffiti bro- brethren as <laughs> transient feces. Okay, that's like a little that's a little harsh. Chris, that's you- the name of the crew. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> they went to RISD. It's like a funky, like different kind of style, like hobo vibe. I know that once you got a little money and moved to the suburbs, you started calling yourself a street artist. So, you know, I just <laughs> want to make sure that you don't kind of forget where you came from. Yeah, you know? I came from the street just because I started customizing mcm bags for a living doesn't mean that i'm <laughs> i'm still not in the mud and from no, i understand and all those years working with shepherd ferry really paid off i can kind of see it in your style both digital and physical yeah i'm i'm a, I'm a little hungover like, well uh, i don't let's just cut right to the chase what drugs did you do no drugs bro i kept it i mean it was, it was a monday so it was i know you know like like monday night I know because I was going to a party that starts at ten. Oof. That means an, that means an eight thirty dinner time on a Monday. How does that make you feel, uh, Chris? Well, I had an eight o'clock reservation last night at San Ambrose, so I, but I'm on. I was on West Coast time. It makes me feel mm, bad. Okay, that's the answer to your question. <laughs> had a had a nice had a nice dinner. Ran into Brandon Wardell in Silver Lake on the streets. DJed probably like. 11, 15 till twelve or so, something like that. Now, what kind of uh? music did you play <laughs> you could almost feel the air quotes being uh being no, produced no, when no, you no, said no, 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 no. when you said music which is fine no i mean you know it was a little it was a little rap music and a little kind of dark british hardcore and things like that not your kind of hardcore no no i had a feeling i it, it's always confusing to me when hardcore has multiple meanings like that and that's just that's just musically yeah i don't even want to get i don't even want to get into your bdsm stuff well i mean i'm a hardcore gamer so there's a lot of different ways that we can do it but yeah you know it was, it was kind of a bummer because like the the equipment at tenants of the trees if you can believe it was not up to snuff. Are you saying that Tense of the Trees didn't update their CDJs when they heard Them Jeans was <laughs> coming to bless them? They actually downgraded. They actually from the when I used to DJ there, the the I'm this and this is not a joke, the the equipment is older. They have uh they have CDJ. So like right now there's CDJ 3000s. Like when we were playing in Toronto and you could kind of see like the album artwork on the little platter and it kind of looked futuristic and tech, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You remember that? You remember that? And then there's the 2000s which but they had 1000s there which I'm pretty sure were made <laughs> like not not a joke like around 911. Like like maybe 20 years old. And they were all broken and shit. But that club isn't that old, so they just always had shitty gear. No, no, no. I think they literally just were like, okay, like the other the other equipment had like Diet Coke and ketamine spilled all in it, so we have to replace them. <laughs> and then they're like, I, ooh, we don't have uh, we don't have the money to do that. I hate when I I hate when I drop my Diet Coke and my ketamine down the same crack. <laughs> And I can't suck it all up, you know. Yeah, there was um, the CDJ one thousand was released in two thousand and one. It was an updated version of it, but either way, piece of shit. So that part was a bummer, but you know, and there's no monitor to hear anything that you're playing. But nobody there really cared anyway. I'm, I'm it wasn't sh- like a it wasn't like a dance floor vibe. It was a so no one. So you're telling me that no one was dancing to them jeans on a Monday night playing? No, no, no. no. There were people dancing. Okay. There were there were definitely people dancing. All 11 of them were loving it, but it, yeah, it was mostly just people kind of hanging around, smoking cigs, talking shit, which is what I was doing when I wasn't DJing. You know, but it was fun. It was good to see all the all the Ion Bros. It's nice to see them ma- unmasked. This is what I always told them. I was like, guys, if you looked like fucking Igor 
I would tell you to keep the masks on. Mm-hmm. But you guys are young, strapping, good-looking, talented guys. You got to let those pearly whites shine. Yeah. And no better place to do that than the New York Times newspaper, of course. <laughs> um, you, you know, I, I think that. And thanks to friend of the show, Jonah Hill, for tapping in with them <laughs> yeah. and not shaving for the Zoom or anything. Um, that's really, it's really great. That's really great of it. Chris, how, well, where are you coming to us from? You sound a little different. Uh, yes, yeah, I, I switched up on you. Like the room has a different echo and reverberation to it than normal. Yeah, it's, uh, it's the New York City, uh, how long gone offices here, um, where the soundproofing has yet to go in, but we're working on that. <laughs> it's just, it's getting money season because, you know, sometimes in the summer, Jason, people choose to kind of fuck off. You know, they go to Italy. They go to the Hamptons. <laughs> they go to you know other uh, Palm at Beach. At me next time. At yeah, I'll, I'll time. at you, little bitch. So they all go there, and their laptops don't work, and they don't have you know they can't use their phones. But this is the time <laughs> where gr- grusslers, <laughs> grusslers like me and you, real real street guys. Mm-hmm. This is when we get our paper up, so we're ready for fall uh, to really start shooting. Right. So we are like we're not going to Florida where computers and phones don't work. We're going to exactly. stay right here in a exactly. metropolitan area. Exactly. First world country, and we're going to get this guap. They call you first world TJ. So that's that's kind of that's kind of <laughs> nice to hear. But yeah, it's time to get it's time to get guap. I can get a tan while guapping. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't need to I don't need to give up guap. People think that you have to choose one. You know, right? And, and I don't think that's I, well. I at a certain point, you should you should choose one, even if you don't want to. You're in the sweet spot of can't do like we were talking about with, with Andy Baragani. Like I can't just like sit on a on a beach towel all day and read a book. I'll go crazy. And also, we're we're strongly anti activities. That's a good that's a good point. That's a good point. And I never I I, I don't want to sit on a towel. I'm glad Andy can relate. <laughs> but you also don't want to do activities. That's that's right. That's right. My activity would be sitting on the phone in a different location. <laughs> or laptop, whatever it may be. We do have a guest today, Jason. Mm-hmm. We're crossing the pond for uh, my friend Otega Uwagba. Um, she is a uh, best-selling author, multiple books. Her most recent is We Need to Talk About Money. Uh, it's a memoir and cultural commentary uh, from 2021. Um, but she also writes for all the all the heavy hitters, The Guardian, Vogue, Gentlewoman, The Cut, Dazed, ID, mm. et cetera, et cetera. Her and I met because she, uh, I think I told the story, she interviewed me for a story she was writing about parasocial relationships from podcasting. Oh. And then, and then she said, she was like, yeah, sorry you got cut. My editor said, this guy sounds like he's having too much fun. So it wasn't, it wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't damaged enough by the way that podcasts work for, for me to be included in the story. It's a great story. I would, I would go look into it, but she also, well, now I'm, I can't wait to get a behind the scenes look on the, uh, on what hit the editing room floor. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's give her, let's, let's give her a ring. We could do this all day. Okay. How long gone is brought to you by our dear friends at better help, Jason, better help. You know, the summer travel season is coming up. Luckily, my BetterHelp therapist also fancies themselves a bit of a travel agent. So for maybe the first half of our sweet sessions, we were spent off, obviously off clock going through, you know, hotels, ferries, <laughs> car rentals, restaurant recommendations. It's as if I have two wives. I have two wives inside of me. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, so uh, it, it is a fun way to find and connect different therapists you get one that you really like you guys are gossiping you guys are chit-chatting you guys are talking about your personal interests next thing you know it's time to actually do the work so it feels good building those uh mental health relationships with people you actually like and on better help there are so many different therapists to choose from i don't like anyone if you're thinking of starting <laughs> therapy give better help a try it's entirely online Designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash HowLong today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash HowLong. Nice. How Long Gone is brought to you by Nutrafol. As you know, you know, hair thinning is quite complicated. Like your skin, hair is a reflection of your health. Uh oh, and internal factors can impact the way your hair looks, feels, and most importantly, grows. Nutrafol's whole body approach multi targets underlying root causes like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrient gaps for visibly 
thicker, stronger hair. Go ahead, give it a tug. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth suppy with over 1 million people seeking thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with considerably less shedding. Thank God. Take the first step <laughs> to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code how long? All one word. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists and professional stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L. I got Raf on the nut. <laughs> Dot com promo code how long. That's Nutrafol.com promo code how long. Hey there, overwhelmed foodies. Are you drowning in a sea of meal kit options, feeling like you're in a bad dating game where every contestant looks the same? Fear not, because amidst the chaos, there's one shining star worth your culinary affection. Home Chef is not just another fish in the meal kit sea. They're the gourmet catch that you've been dreaming of. Say goodbye to swiping left on lackluster meals and swipe right for the one brand that will make your taste buds swoon. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef design recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, I like to chop myself, or quick microwave meals that are assembled in minutes, Home Chef has you and your entire family covered for delicious meals, witty options per week, and serves a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. I'm keto now. Not only is it convenient, but it is also economical. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. Mamma mia. For a limited time, Home Chef is offering my listeners... Our listeners, 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert faux life at homechef.com slash how long. That's homechef.com slash how long for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash how long must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. I like the idea that you think you need to get dressed for this podcast because Jason refuses to, and I usually I'm wearing often the same white T-shirt, but I'm in New York, so I'm wearing. I've had to switch it up because I have a different wardrobe here. Obviously, I mean the whole point is that I thought I didn't need to get dressed, which is why I'm wearing this. Like honestly, if I wanted, if I wanted to make an effort, you you would know about it. But this is my like. I thought the camera was going to be on. And we've seen the IG. We've seen the IG. Have we done a little recce, Jason? I got a little follow earlier, about two hours ago, and I was like, Whoop. I've got the call up. Jason's doing his research. Jason's doing his morning research. I got the call up. Are you team follow back? Oh, Tega, I didn't, I don't know if I noticed anything. I can be. Would, would it make you feel better if I Oh, well, I mean, if I have to ask, then I don't really feel like it anymore. You know what I mean? So my thing is, I don't automatically follow people back. Because I'm like, I, I mean, especially not on Instagram. I'm more like to follow somebody back on Twitter. But I'm actually not that interested in like most people's lives, like not in a rude way. No, yeah, no, I understand. No. I understand Same. that you and J you and Jason could get a little competitive about your sponsored content, and I wouldn't want that to cause like a rift between the two of you. Do you do a lot of sponsored content, Jason? I don't. I barely do any. Oh, barely do any. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a nice it's a, it's a job. It's it's a nice. Hey, we've all got to pay the bills somehow. I don't get any book advances or anything like that. Oh, so come I no, need to supplement my people always talk this game about writers like book advices but you you know this you guys have spoken to raven writers don't make as much money from books as everyone thinks they do i mean i i make a decent amount because my books have done <laughs> yeah, <laughs> i i but, i have fucked around and made a nice little coin because my books actually this is, sell this is, this box room is the room that my books are paid for. For our listeners at home, she's showing all the different uh, languages that all of her books are written in. She's like, that's another bag. That's a bag. That's a bag. Here's the German translation of my book. I have so many of them that I literally use them as like just things like stands, like furniture. Like, I, I genuinely don't know what to do with all the translated mm -hmm. copies. You 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 give give one to the postman during holiday season, maybe. As I have actually thought about doing mm -hmm. that because my postman asked me like when I moved in, like, after a couple of months because i get a lot of books delivered obviously because i'm a writer and you're like hey you speak chinese right here you go but i also answer the door like without fail like no matter what time of day like 
in my pajamas or in my dressing gown, just like very unemployed vibes. So he was like, <laughs> what, what do you do for a living? And I was like, oh, I'm a writer. And he was like, oh, okay, it all makes sense. So I think he was like curious why I was always at home, why I had like the fairly nice mm. flat, but also don't seem to do any work. My goal is to have a fairly nice flat and also not do any work. So I'm kind of, I'm a little <laughs> bit jealous of that because I, that sounds pretty sick to me, honestly. No, well, Chris, Chris wants to be a, a park life layabout, but <laughs> we all know he doesn't have it in him. He, it, without working, he will die. Chris, you strike me as someone who likes working. I love working, but you know, I like to work on on Chris's term, Chris's terms. On Chris's I mean? terms, yeah. My aim in life is to do as little work as possible and be paid as much money for it. Well, that as possible. Okay, well, that's a wonderful thing. I, I have a very exciting um, NFT opportunity that I like to share with you. <laughs> Proposition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we we didn't mean to talk business here in this way, but you brought it up, so it's kind of oh like, oh my god, you two are obsessed with NFTs, even though you claim not to be. Like, I feel like. It well, no, it's it's it's, it's over. It's over now. That's why it's funny. It's completely I, didn't they all crash a few weeks ago, and like all the celebs have pulled pulled. I, I haven't. I, Jason uh, luckily didn't lose his his used Nissan truck uh, with his board ape yacht <laughs> club collection, but he is <laughs> treading water right now. Th- thanks to his crypto. Let's just say invest in cold storage guys it could happen to you too he's, he's looking to diversify his income stream. his coin base was decimated you try writing a book i mean you won't make any money out of it but you should try you never know yeah i mean is this strategy when you're writing a book because like uh, for every whatever ten thousand books one will will make the advance back and then make more money right usually it's like we're going to give you whatever, 20 grand, 15 grand, 10 grand, 50 grand, whatever. A little bit more. Uh, <laughs> you're gonna, we're going to give you that. If you make it back, then you'll start making residuals. And most people never get anything beyond the advance. Yeah. Most authors don't earn out their advances. Um, but also depends. If you get a really small advance, then you do earn it out and you start getting royalties. Right, but for instance, right, right. my first book, I didn't get a very big advance. And it meant I earned out really quickly and started getting royalties. But from the publisher's point of view, most books lose money. And then you have the absolute juggernauts like Zadie Smith or Hilary Mantel mm. that just make shit tons mm. of money. And then there's like IP that gets sold. So maybe that turns into a TV show or a movie. It's a commercial business, just like any other. I think people, I think a lot of writers forget that, but I used to work in advertising. So I think I'm a little bit more like money minded and like business minded. What kind of, so what kind of stuff were we selling it when we were in the advertising game? Let's talk. Cause you know, I've been on the, I don't want to, bo- uh, I don't want to boast, but I have been part of a think tank for the Dixie Cups Corporation. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah. Well, the Chris, what Chris did for Dixie Cups during Pride was crazy. He wanted to make a <laughs> rainbow cup and it was like. A Dixie Cups are kind of like, they're kind of racist. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Stuff. No, sorry. Okay. The word, Di- the word Dixie is a little. Yeah. That's like the Southern like Confederation flag. So you were selling. That's my forefathers. Um, drinks to racist. But so, yeah. No, <laughs> we're I'm... moving away from the Dixie <laughs> brand name. Exactly. We're trying to kind of modernize for today's times. What did I sell? I sold. Ooh, what didn't I sell? I sold broadband internet for a while Classic. Um, that's a big money account that's a big money yeah account. it was like a huge retail account just like absolute killer but you know kept the lights on and i did a lot of booze brands mm-hmm. um which was like quite fun um and then what else did i saw and then i worked for a brief stint at vice oh i you know i didn't know this about you but you know i have deep vice connections as well oh really that's right yeah and it's it's been amazing <laughs> to watch that turn into something that i you know what it is when i see people post a vice link mm. i'm like embarrassed for them like it's like like they're posting a buzzfeed link <laughs> it it turns so fast mm. it's so interesting that that happened and id is the same i mean id which is like legendary is turning a bit that way because of the vice ownership oh that's interesting i haven't thought about that because I, I joined vice not long after they bought id and it was definitely very culturally different at the time I think the thing with ID, like I don't love their digital content. I say this having friends. no the digital the digital content the digital content is literally like we found these trans amputee artists that also it's always queering something. Yeah. I'm like I don't yeah. want to sound like <laughs> it's, it's just queering things. I'm like, what does that actually mean? Yeah, I don't understand the headline. Yeah, so I don't, to be honest, I haven't. I don't. I don't read ID that much these days. But I, I definitely feel like. I, I don't know. I don't really see it as being that associated with Vice. It's like the way just Vice bought like loads of things. Like they bought Refinery. 
Like, I don't, I think it's, although they bought like Garage Magazine at one point, like, I don't really think. I think it's just because we're old, guys. And this stuff is being written for 19-year-olds. Yeah, for well, sure. Yeah, for yourself, sure. I'm no, actually I... a young 31. So <laughs> I know you're 40, Jason. Oh, that's interesting. Young 31. I, I'm just I saying, you know, like the, the those vices and things like that, it's like the, the core demographic is 19-year-olds, you know? Yeah, it's not for us anymore. Like when I read these trend articles that are like... You look 23, by the way. Oh, thank you. So what, did you think I was younger than 31? Let's move on to the next question. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't because you're so accomplished. I know, it would I be it would be almost impossible with that age span. I mean, I knew I, I assumed that you were under thirty just because you're on the Forbes list. But you know, we don't stay under thirty forever. You don't stay <laughs> under thirty. Oh, forever. I thought I, I thought if Forbes does that, you're kind of embalmed. You do age. It's not like some creepy thing. It's like a now you'll be immortal. Well, it's weird. Today. All the women in my life told me that you can't go above 30 so i didn't know that was if you didn't if you didn't like my segue into talking about how you're a 30 under 30 we can we can scratch that one (laughs) 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 yeah what do you mean we're promoting your illustrious career and you're just shutting us down like some plebs no but the forbes under 30 thing is something that like it's funny like when i was like in my early 20s i was obsessed with it and really i used to like and i think that's when it started like forbes under 30 was a marketing thing Forbes it's like obviously they got into a room one day and were like really losing the under 30s how can we make our brand more relevant and I've had like confirmation as from as much from people who work that they were like how can we under engage the under 30s with our brand genius idea honestly yeah it did because for a while but then like you know all these under 30s are like Forbes this Forbes that in a way that it just like wouldn't have happened otherwise so I think it started out like with genuinely impressive people um and like when i was when i was young yeah when i was like 21 22 i was like by hook or by crook i'm gonna make it onto that list like i was very very determined to make it onto that list which i'm like not embarrassed to say it's just everyone pretends as though they just wake up and find themselves on the forbes under 30 list no it's not how it happened how much did it how much did it cost you or or your publisher to kind of get on that (laughs) i i don't i mean you could just say straight up if it was over 10 grand it's down as cutting out actually i can't <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe it's time to switch broadband internet carriers. Your connection is cutting out. Yeah, exactly. Well, actually, it's funny because BT broadband's you know super. It's only twenty nine ninety nine. I'm always always working. You're losing yeah. money if you don't do it. I mean, so you were saying like when it first started, like the the people were it was like astro like I cured cancer and yeah, exactly. And also there are so many people on it. And also like I count myself as amongst the people who's like. The kind of latter phase of just like if you're like remotely impressive it's like it's you and a social media manager yeah and it's yeah exactly yeah. it's just like product manager at this company i'm like okay like that's, <laughs> and there are so many people on it now because they've gotten greedy it's like a money-making thing for them so now there's like mm-hmm. europe there's forbes asia there's forbes general and it's like every year 600 like mediocre people like churned out like i find it really um <laughs> i find it really funny but they also do the they do the millionaires list or whatever or like the billionaire yeah, the funny list. thing is when i when i first made the, when i first made the forbes under 30 list i told my mom she was she was like oh my god is the book selling that well <laughs> i think if i was actually on the forbes like millionaire billionaire list like you would probably know about it um i have to explain to her the difference hang on my head towel is, is falling down so i'm just going to readjust one second take your time well i would i i'm going to discuss with when you're back i would like to discuss because i jason can you get a towel to stay around your waist it's tough because i'm i'm real hippie Whereas I have a snatched waist, but my hips are kind of bigger, so it depends on the towel. If I if I have the towel of kind of above the hips, then easier. But right on them, okay. it can be it can be tricky. Why do you ask, Chris? I'm just because I can't as well, and I have obviously, no. I can, I can. I mean, but. I can, but it doesn't stay on. I can't like wander around, fix myself a pour over. I can't really? take calls. It just doesn't stay on. Maybe maybe Santa Claus bring you bigger towel this year. I don't think it's the size of the towel. I think it's the the stride in which I gallop. Okay, so Chris, you're good. You're good at tying the towel around your waist. Like, are you confident with your knot tying? Because if you are, you should be able to gallop around the flat without it falling. It's not, it's not that I can't. I can get it pretty tight, but then I think maybe because my quads are so muscular, <laughs> they kind of <laughs> they kind of okay. push they kind of push against it. They're at odds with each other. My my quads those, those and Ralph the towel. Lauren towels are holding on for dear life because your quadriceps That's right. are just my that <laughs> the, te- the the Tecla is looking like a Hervé Leger in two thousand six. Mm-hmm. 
And I've had a few too many. What do you call it? <laughs> you know what, Chris? Maybe we should do this. We'll invent a towel that has just like a little button and a, and a hole or like a little metal trouser clasp. Nice. I think they already exist. Chris Chris is saying his, his, his ass is kind of so fat and juicy that <laughs> the towel... He wraps the towel around and the towel just goes. Doop. I don't think it has to do with my my juicy behind. I think it's just that I said I I try to get out of the shower and do the cool thing where you like tie it around your waist and you're kind of like having some water, making a coffee, taking a call. It's very main character syndrome. But unfortunately, the towel falls down and my hog is exposed, and that's not good for anybody. So I'm trying to figure out kind of what the solution is. And I was just seeing you readjust this this beautiful kind of prince purple colored towel. Mm-hmm. And and it seemed like you knew what you were doing. Yeah, I do know what I'm doing, but I have to do this like once or twice a week, so it's like mm. something. Yeah, well, it's Chris, what, when I had longer hair, it's like a thing where you have to put the head, the towel on, and you wrap it up, and you kind of do it like a pineapple, and it all stays. But Chris has no hair, so he never really had to do. I mean, I'd love to see Chris wearing some kind of head wrap. I uh, I I don't think Chris can do that. Uh, I think Chris would he, be Chris in definitely can't. He, Chris cannot post do rag on Maine. <laughs> do you not? Do you not wear like a do rag like to sleep? No, I don't. I can so imagine. Shut the fuck up. Secretly. What if I sec- <laughs> I secretly do-rag? wore a do rag? I don't have enough. I keep it too short for the waves to even come in, so it wouldn't do it. Wouldn't do any good. All right, that's the last one. That's the last I one. I've baited you into this conversation. So. I I saw it coming, and you know what? I walked right into your little trap. I was looking at your Twitter right right after I followed you. <laughs> Okay, look, I'm just. You don't. You don't have to follow back. No, I was no, no, it's fine because I just feel like there's like tension, mm-hmm. and I feel like this next bit of the interview is going to go better depending whether or not I follow you back. So I'm following you back. You're sweet for thinking that, but unfortunately, it won't do any. Any. Oh shit! I think I blocked you back. <laughs> by by accident. Followed you back. Okay. Yeah, my bad. So you you recently retweeted a, a Gawker article entitled. Writer shouldn't talk. Yeah, <laughs> and 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 you you it was a quote tweet, and then you said the word "amen," and uh, it's an article about how writers don't have the time to do any actual writing anymore because mm-hmm. they're doing mm-hmm. podcasts, mm-hmm. panel discussions, exactly. You know, speaking exactly at colleges, what you're doing right now, I would like to point out gr- Grub Street diets. Yeah. You know, but you you have a BBC radio show, a podcast, speaking engagement, uh-huh. so. I'm not calling you a hypocrite, <laughs> but I would just like to hear both of your sides. Oh my god, the second you mentioned my Twitter, I knew that was going to come up. I even thought about holding off on tweeting that article until after my done today's recording. Well, most podcasts look at the wiki, but not me. But it is, yeah, it is. I mean, I don't have a Wikipedia. Someone made one for me and I asked them to delete it because I was like, I can't, I don't have the time to be monitoring. Oh, I was talking wiki feet. Oh, uh, right. The wiki feed is popping. <laughs> You got it. I think you're on 12 pages now. So, okay. So, obviously, I think you agree with both sides because you obviously do a lot of non writer things. Yeah, I do. You, I'm you speak a lot. Moment, all I'm doing is non writer things. I've been taking a break from writing for a while just because I've done a lot of it over the past few years mm-hmm. and I just feel a bit burnt out by it. But it is a fact that, like, when it comes to like promoting your work, like, there's just like a lot of like ancillary content like you have to do a lot of other stuff and it's fine if it's something like this which is an enjoyable general conversation mm-hmm. with two interesting and, and funny guys mm. but thank you we're all, we're also I, I would say pretty good looking but you don't yeah well, I, don't to I think that's quite subjective though so <laughs> like yeah um moving on whereas you are an objective beauty <laughs> but yeah we we can lavish you with compliments the, no problem golden ratio or something like that <laughs> i'm not sure if either of you can fall to that <laughs> maybe we don't yeah exactly it's like you know it's like in france they have that thing jolie laid like ugly pretty mm, oh you're saying we're like a, we're like ugly models the kind that get booked when they need somebody weird <laughs> you know what i mean like jason because jason's so tall he gets booked kind of for some giant stuff you know yeah just imagine if i had a a, a gap in my teeth oh, oh i'd be killing it what do i get booked for yeah um often if they forget a white guy mm-hmm. then sometimes they will call me and if they do like the reverse diversity exactly they oh we yeah. forgot a white guy again this one has tattoos let's get him also it's like you can kind of pass because the skinhead so they can go like full <laughs> dixie confederation but also you can be like 
hipster. So it's like you're quite versatile. I'm I, my. That's exactly <laughs> what my agent said. They were a yeah. little more like yeah, like um, like Gavin, uh, the guy from Vice, like that kind of vibe, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. The Proud Boys. Have <laughs> like, you been modeling any Proud Boys merch recently? Or, what are you wearing? Like that looks. I got past. I'm wearing a Cranberries T-shirt. Thank you. Oh, cool. I got passed up for the Proud Boys lookbook again, so my agent was a little upset. Can you imagine one of those one of those essence models with red with like red hair modeling Proud Boys Fred Perry's like looking all the proud the Proud Boys Fred Perry collaboration coming soon. It was delayed because of COVID. We had some supply chain stuff, so yeah, maybe if Essence had some balls, they'd do that for April Fools this year. You say Essence or Sense because those are quite different. No, Essence. You're pronouncing it wrong. It's oh, is it? So is is double S? That website. That's Essence. Oh, interesting. I'd always just went sense. But do you know, the one thing I will say about fucking Essence, though, is they make it so difficult to return from the UK. Actually, one of the boxes Smart. in my hallway now, it's really hard to the point where I'll just, I guess I'll just fucking keep it. That's good. I think that's, their business. Now that's good. That's good business. That's what I'm talking about. And it's like too much money for me to like keep this thing that I don't want and doesn't look good on me. But at the same time, otherwise I like have to go to the post office and like, send it like it's 1999 like it's just very analog i'm sorry just just a quick question (laughs) if you don't go to the post office to send something how do you send it they don't do pickups like most places do pickups like oh you get yeah well matches does a pickup because they're just around the corner they're beautiful yeah exactly but i don't see why essence can't like do like a dhl pickup i see what you mean i see yeah it's something that's been bothering me for a while i've never done i've never done a pickup in my life i always (laughs) drop off that's right we're doing the work. I go to my local UPS facility. They know me over there. Shout out to my guys over there. This is so shocking. Why? I just because I don't want to wait around all day for somebody to pick something up when I'm out on the road. But don't you like work from home or something? Like this is like the ideal thing. I work from home. I book a slot. I'm going to be at home anyway. Someone knocks. So on the you're door saying that I'm you book like, a slot and they adhere to the slot time? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Because they respect me. I'm a frequent shopper. I love adhering to the slot. I'm priority. Yeah. I, th- I think in America, people don't really yeah. do that. People just, like, like it's not a thing where you're like, oh, I'll just have the UPS guy or the DHL guy. I feel like you're doing SponCon for things, but I can't No, no, out. I would never. This is, this, <laughs> no, 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 no. I have no, I have no, exactly, I'm getting no okay. checks. I'm not getting any checks from big shipping. We're not, we don't, we don't even do stamps.com ads like most podcasts. Stamps.com slash how long? I, I just have never, honestly, and I'm not exaggerating, I don't, I think I've only returned a piece of clothing or footwear one or two times in my entire life. Are you very, very Damn, careful with what you buy? I just think I don't buy that much. And I think this is something I, okay. I'd like to discuss with you um, because this is something that I kind of, there's a lot of men that I know that like, seem to not know their shoe size. Yeah, that's weird. To me, a man, I wear a size 12. I buy a size 12 in every pair of shoes. That's what I do. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. <laughs> Is size 12 like average size for men? Or? No, it's just like I'm saying I know my size and I buy that size. Okay. I'm saying that yeah. buying different shoe sizes, female trait. What do you think? <laughs> mm, I'd like to differ. I generally... <laughs> What that's like the most bonkers theory I've ever heard. <laughs> it is. It is a little bonkers. I think. I think the reason, Chris, is because the variation in women's footwear is is much more. Uh, it varies. I can think of one time, maybe the past five years, where I've bought my regular shoe size, and it's been way. No, no. Was... I'm saying that you guys. I'm saying that men, because we're basically wearing the same pair of shoes. Huh? The size should stay the same. Yeah, but that's the same for women as well. I buy the same shoe size wherever. Chris, you you Chris, you'll buy a size eight every once in a while just to mix it up, Absolutely won't you? Absolutely not. No, my my mules, my slides, my my, my stilettos, <laughs> my <laughs> kitten heels, they all hit. They all are are the same twelve. Oh my god! No, I've never encountered that before. I buy the same shoe size. I'm a size eight, a forty one. And wherever, if anybody wants to send me shoes, by the way, if anyone's listening. That's what I was trying to do. I was teeing you yeah. up for hopefully some I love of our, shoes, our... like mostly designer expensive shoes. So if anyone's listening. What are your, what are your go-to, what are your, what do you think the, the big summer shoe is going to be this season? Mm, oh, do you know what? I think people have been pushing clogs a lot. That's right. And I'm not into it. I actually bought a pair of clogs last summer and I was, uh, do you know, I was walking down Oxford Street and it was like the first time I was wearing these clogs. <laughs> 
<laughs> and they're quite a noisy shoe. And I was like, so I was in Soho, like walking down. I was like, okay, got my clothes. Let's see how it's going. And then I heard this like German or like Dutch, like bitch, basically turned to her like partners. He was walking as they were walking past. She was like something, something clogging, like making fun of my shoes. Like, obviously being like, oh my god, that girl's wearing clogs because obviously in like this Dutch bitch is used to these clogs. Yeah, yeah. It's like a very like untrendy, like traditional, like mm-hmm. for them, like clogs are like a sort of like part of their like traditional national wear. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I think for her, seeing it being turned into a fashion item. And the fact I also couldn't walk in them because they're fucking walking. <laughs> so after that, I just never wore them. So I'm anti-clogs. I also had a similar experience with clogs when I tried them like four or five years ago. I got some Danskas um, and um, I felt like I walked down Avenue A and I was they forced me to sashay in this way. <laughs> I can't believe we're sharing our clog trauma. <laughs> that I wasn't, I wasn't personally comfortable with. And then I felt like, and this happens with Clark's Wallabies as well, something that your beautiful homeland has oh. given us. They kind of, I could tip. I could have an ankle roll because of the way the soul <laughs> is situated. Yeah, definitely clogs. I felt like it was like a walking like time bomb. And obviously... You guys have that super expensive medical, like, it's just not worth it. Like, if you roll you know, your ankle and you're going to hospital, those clogs cost you That's more right. than, you know. That's right. Them. They weren't even expensive. They were just <laughs> the original. So what What do you think? I, th- I think those clogs, you're supposed to wear them when you work in a hospital or in the in, in the back of the chippy or something like that. You're not supposed to sashay <laughs> down Soho. I agree. I see people doing it. Chris in like a pair of scrubs. And it looks like, you know, like the female Donald Duck wearing the high heels. That's, <laughs> That's kind of what I'm picturing. Yes. <laughs> very, very weird. Uh, what is the shoe of the summer? Uh, do you know what? I think a really big, so I, I love, I missed out on them. The Marc Jacobs, again, if you're listening. Um, although I do actually know the brand is there if you're listening. Um, but I missed out on the Kiki Boots by, Mar- you know, Heaven by Marc I'm Jacobs. I'm familiar with that. Mm-hmm. Like yes. Super chunky platform. Kiki boots. I'm is that gonna ta- is that gonna take it back to your rave days? Is that what you're kind of trying to, <laughs> or is it you just like the style, or did you love the Winona Ryder campaign? Uh, I thought the Winona Ryder campaign was like just fine. I think I just really, I think they were just really elegant, like really. I, I feel like it's hard to do like a really chunky platform and make it look feminine and elegant. And I the think the Kiki boot looks like another ankle buster, by the yeah, way. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. That's, that's like another reason why this I think is a I real was, time like, bomb. Secretly blessed not to. I know I'm also already quite tall. So I would literally would, be like, would this be a daytime look or is this nighttime only? This is definitely a nighttime slash Instagram look. Oh, there we now the truth comes out. So you're you you want them for the flick. Let's be honest. No, 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 no. But the thing is I try and avoid I really try hard to avoid buying clothes just for Instagram because that's when you end up getting bored with your clothes mm-hmm. really quickly, is if you're like thinking this is gonna make a really good photo. So like I, I try and be quite like self disciplined. I do the same thing. I mean, thing. obviously, my clothes do look great on Instagram anyway. It's just. <laughs> I do the same thing with with my little paparazzi walks. You know what I mean? I kind of have to like make sure that I have clothes that that kind of fill that void, but also kind of I can wear. Have over. you ever been packed? Have you ever been packed? Oh uh, no, that was a joke. That was a joke. Okay, sorry. Uh, that was a joke. I'm sure you have. Have you been the friend on the Daily Mail before? <laughs> I think I've been named. I think I've, I You've been think named, I've but who were you with? Or was it just you? No, I think it was like a list of people named, and I was one of them. I've never been and friend. No, I've never been. I, I want to see, but but I'm saying walking walking out of Chiltern with Kate Moss. Oh no no no, not like Pat perhaps. <laughs> I mean, like they've like downloaded a picture of Getty Images, and they're like, <laughs> "No, no, 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 no." We don't care about that. We, I want somebody chasing you in a motorcycle. No, I've never, I've never been. I've in Marlebone, you're waiting in the valet. You're hugging somebody in valet before the the Chelsea <laughs> no, tractor no, no, no. comes I've out never. from round. I don't know. I don't have any celebrity friends. So. I don't believe. I don't believe you. No, I don't. I don't have any celebrity friends. I find like most celebrities quite tedious. That's why I don't do celebrity interviews like that's why we don't do it either yeah, that's yeah. Okay. i hate celebrities gross yes yeah, don't text me celebrities well chris loves celebrities you don't but you guys both love a bit of gossip though right like you like i love gossip that's like okay. what keeps that was the hardest thing about the pandemic was just the absolute dearth of gossip like i used to text my friend i still text my friends being like have you heard anything like have you heard anything it's a general ask just a crumb of tea anything yeah not even about anyone specific you 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 got so bored you started checking the weather yeah exactly but the british i think you guys do gossip i mean 
the Daily Mail is my number one source for gossip. You guys do gossip. It's a bit passe. Sorry. No, but you have the information at an, a ferocious clip. Mm, mm, mm. So I don't know. I don't know what else there is. Like what else there is. But I'm, t- I'm not really talking about celebrity gossip. I'm talking more like kind of petty. Oh. Like interpersonal kind of low level. like Who, o- who OD'd? Who's fucking? Who's pregnant? That kind of stuff. Yeah, but more like even like pettier than even pettier than that. <laughs> it's like who's like beefing like that. I love to know. Like who's beefing and what? I love. Yeah, who's beefing? That. Oh, I heard. I heard their. Yeah. I heard their reading was a uh, was a low attendance or <laughs> I mean, you know, be- something like that. I heard their poetry night didn't go great, and not a lot of people were there, and there were no pictures <laughs> on the wire. I mean, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Those are the conversations that I have. Can I ask you a que- Can I ask you a question? Because I'm sensing, I'm feeling a poetry trend happening. <laughs> how How long can we fake like we like poetry as a society? <laughs> All I can say is I don't poetry doesn't make people money, so I don't plan on dipping my toe in that little uh, smart. So you ain't gonna write any stanzas unless it's unless it's for unless unless Dua Lipa's recording it and you got some points on it. Yeah, exactly, pretty much. So yeah, exactly. Unless you kind of do like a you know Wilson Shire and just get like whatever by Beyonce, then it's fine. But Mm -hmm. I don't I I don't read poetry. I used to as like a kid, but I think again, it was one of those precocious things that you do as a kid to kind of impress your parents and be like, yeah, I'm so worldly and cultured. I love reading poetry. Poetry is not for me, but no, I, I don't, mm-hmm. but, but are, are you guys, I'm sensing a trend here. I'm seeing it a lot. There's I think re- it's much bigger in the U S than okay. it is because I think actually probably in the U S writers can actually make a living. You guys have that hot model poet guy. Uh, I can't remember his name. He's like way too good looking. Sonny, Sonny Hall. Oh, yeah. He's like a male model who's also a poet. Sonny yeah, Hall. but it's like also when you say things, I mean, I don't know about this guy personally. I've never read his work. I just think it's a cool combo. Yeah, but also when you say I'm a male model slash poet, it's like what percentage of your time is spent doing the poetry? Well, let me get, let me tell you, <laughs> let me tell you this. It's like, I, a, like a nice little like enhancer to like your overall brand. I bet like, he wouldn't describe himself as a male model poet. I bet he would just say poet. I'm saying male yeah, model. Yeah, but his moment. bank balance probably says like male model. <laughs> but you know that's that's, right. that's what's paying the bills. So. That's right. Yeah, it, to me, it's kind of like I don't want you know they say like never trust a, a skinny chef, never trust a hot hot poet. You know, I'm not sure I see mm-hmm. that. Not trusting a hot poet. Why? I, I need I need somebody to be ugly enough to be able to see the world in a different way. Mm-hmm. You know, like they they they're they're, they're on the outside yeah. looking in, and they're able to kind of have a more. Yeah, it's like when Emily Ratajkowski writes about how hard it is being a woman, and it's like <laughs> for you or like. All these wheelchair bitches are reading it like, oh, it <laughs> looks pretty easy for you. I'm so self-conscious about how I look. Are you? <laughs> but also, hot people deserve to write. I mean, hot people have feelings too. Like, I <laughs> know that from experience. So. There we go. There we go. I was, I was teeing you up. I, well re- I respect your feelings, and I also am able to respect Emily Ratajkowski's naturally defined abs, and I think that that could cause some <laughs> suffering. I think it could cause some suffering. Like, sometimes if your but shirt I- is too tight, you can see the abs through it, and some people might make fun of you. I wear my skims, so nobody can see those that eight pack i want it to be smooth <laughs> yeah, exactly. are you wearing skins just out of short jason like are you wearing like a kind of like a waist what is it they call them a waist waist train? trainer oh oh yeah you don't know trainer. what it, you've never heard of waist trainer before I, come I on have, now. no i have i was just because i was going to call it a corset which is essentially what they yeah, are. Yeah, it's, it is a corset. It is a it's a corset with Velcro instead of uh, shoestrings. As a as a British person, I'll allow you to call it a corset because that's yeah, your kind of nomenclature. It's heritage, exactly. Over here, we call it a waist trainer, and they are available on Instagram from a handful of people that I follow. I think they do waist trainers for men as well. Oh, definitely. Well, there's a rapper actually. This this week, this happened. There's a rapper um, who came out um, and bravely, I would like to add, as someone who had his body done and he said if you if you're getting your chick body done why can't you get your body done too fellas that's a great point what did he get done he said that he'd worked out like a bbl no no not a bbl he got a stomach slim bbl he got he got he got the drake surgery he got the drake he got the drake ab surgery what's the drake oh so drake's abs artificial that's the rumors that i've heard from inside sources i don't 
I don't want to talk about other men's bodies like that. Personally, we all but. have abs. <laughs> we all have abs, but you just can't see them on most of us. So mm. he just had the surgery to kind of chisel away at the fat and like define them. Uh, well, I don't know if it's a. I, I think it's a step beyond the cool sculpt. I think it is a. It, yeah. it is a procedure yeah. that might require you to go under under the knife. I mean, to be honest, fair enough. If, if rappers want to get the so what is he now like really ripped? I would say he looks better. I wouldn't say he looks ripped. My idea of ripped, though, is obviously um, not achievable unless you have the genes that that allow for it. That's what I've told myself, at least. It was, it was a subtle procedure. He went from thick to slim thick. It wasn't like a it wasn't like a night and day transformation. Like you know, because it's very easy. Subtlety is where you want to go with any type of invasive That's plastic surgery. I, I I don't like guys who are like too too ripped. Yeah, like I, I find that quite off putting. I think a lot Magic. of women say that, and it's it goes the way that women dress. <laughs> I also fancy the rock. <laughs> the rock, Dwayne. Yeah, I still call him the rock in my head. No, 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 everyone everyone does. Yeah, I think men work out yeah. for other men the way that women dress for other women. Yeah, definitely. I was thinking about that the other day because my wardrobe is so unappealing to men and so even like this pair of shoes that I like, had my eye on I was like these like if even my female friends make fun of me they're like you love ugly shoes <laughs> like my thing is that I love ugly shoes and I was like who am I dressing for because the women don't like my clothes the men don't like my clothes like at what point does this just become no like, I mean it's kind of are, are the shoes ugly hot you know is, is the question I just think they're great they're like I'll send you a picture they're like a pair of Chloe shoes and I'm like I saw them and I'm like what an ugly pair of shoes and now I'm obsessed with them now if, if I see if I see a beautiful girl wearing a pair of ugly shoes that's Jason's kink it makes me like wow I'm really attracted to your mind now you know it's like it's kind of like I want to know what makes you tick bullshit <laughs> Well, this sounds. This is funny that you say this because Jason, Jason also finds himself attracted to challenging footwear. Mm. He he wears a size seventeen, so his options are limited. He recently, I bought him as a gift because I'm not only a, a friend but also a, a generous co-host. Uh-huh. I bought him a pair of the Yeezy shoes because he wanted them because he thought, and and I was proven he proved himself right. That he could kind of show them in a new light and really stunt on these hoes. He also had some grailed credits. Size seventeen Yeezy. Don't doesn't that just look like you've got like a like slab of concrete wrapped around your feet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> no, they're very light. They're very light. And like a, a pair of Timberlands or Air Force Ones. Those are some heavy boys. <laughs> yeah, but when you pair the the kind of concrete style Yeezy with the shit brown trouser. You know what I mean? The way Jason does. There's some. There, is there any photographic evidence of you wearing this outfit, Jason? I've got some on my on my roll. Uh, I could I could share you on my family album if you want. So you guys, so you guys, the the, the results of this podcast is you two freaks sharing foot pics with each other. <laughs> I'm glad. To, I'm you glad. Know I can... I'm actually, so did you have a look at my Wikifee entry? <laughs> oh, no, that was. No. A joke. That was I a joke. I'm on Wiki feet. I this like a month ago. I thought you were referencing. No, that, that was a, that was a straight up joke. One photo of the, of my feet there at the moment, and it, they're kind of obscured. Oh no! Um, but I've got at the moment. I've got like a three out of five stars. <laughs> so no, that means that's something. There's somebody out there who cares enough about your feet. This is just like okay. But to be honest, I've always gotten a lot of shit from my friends about my feet and how ugly they are. That's not very nice. So for me to go on there. I, I, your friends sound very cool. <laughs> they sound like... There's me. a lot of tough love coming from your friends. Yeah, it's very... It's very... You almost wouldn't think that we're friends. Um, yeah, so I'm on Wikifeet now. But I don't know, like... If anybody wants to upload photos of my feet and just like upvote me, that would make me feel. Trying to get your numbers up, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, trying to get you verified, (laughs) get the blue check on there. Do they have Wiki feet blue checks? But no, but the whole concept of it is apparently celebrity feet. So I guess that's an instant. Between that and the Forbes under 30 thing. So that means you're a celebrity. I think I'm legit. You guys can jerk off to these ugly sandals all you want, but I'm a fucking no, celebrity now. don't say that because the whole point is that it's not for fit foot fetishists. It's for people who appreciate feet. That is their tagline. Right, That's an right, interesting... Right, right, so you right, basically right, changed yeah. some words around. You think you're going to trick me? You think I'm stupid? Yeah. And my <laughs> Instagram explore page is for me to check out new cooking products to buy. <laughs> Just yeah, how dumb. Just, I'm actually going to look it up. It's just for people who appreciate. 
I know you're smarter than us, but you're not that much smarter than us. Let's not let's not let's not rub it in our faces, okay? You may have gone to Oxford, but we've jacked off to everything. Wow, you really did do this. <laughs> did you request my like? That's what you took from my sentence. Like, just, just to verify me. It's not a deep dive. I did a I did eleven minutes of research. <laughs> of research. Oh, the English accent. I I actually quite like it when Americans do English accents. I think. Oh, you should have told us that before we started. We would have done it the whole time. In what? way do you like it you find it endearing or it's funny to you i think it's funny i actually i would say that weirdly i find it oddly charming in men are you joking <laughs> which i like don't want to reveal because i no exactly because i was like you guys are both gonna start talking as though you were born. no no no. i won't start but but what is your what is your american accent based on and can you give us a few bars i feel like she's low-key very good at doing i know yeah, yeah american me too. american girl voice i think my american accent is very like valley girl like shit clueless that's what a lot of brits default to yeah um jason and i have a a deeper understanding of your country's beautiful culture and we are able to (laughs) get a little regional with our work Mm, i feel like i've exclusively heard you guys do like the cockney accent like that are you having a laugh (laughs) i can of course go back what's that (laughs) what's that (laughs) i can absolutely go that's what i'm speaking i (laughs) I, that's what I heard. I don't know what to tell you. That's what I heard. I'm high. I'm, I'm American, and TJ and I are just out here shooting hoops and whatever it is, bros do. Like that's that's you. That's what I hear when I listen to this podcast. Well, you know what? If you if that's what you hear and you keep coming back, yeah, then I tell you, we're doing something right. It's like some weird Stockholm syndrome. I'm like, why do I listen to this show? And yet here I am. I was explaining. I was explaining to Jason that the way we met is because. Oh, oh yeah, I want to hear about this. I got and I got. We talked. We talked for a solid hour, and then all of my gold was cut from the piece <laughs> because your your editor said he's having too much fun. <laughs> Is that correct? No, basically what happened, this is so funny as well, because Jason, so I interviewed Chris for this piece that I was mm-hmm. writing about parasocial relationships. And we, I was, you know, you gave your time. It was like between Christmas and New Year's. Like I was very appreciative. We mm-hmm. talked for like a good hour. And then I, I like sent this draft to my editor and she was like, she was like, cut that guy, Chris. <laughs> I want to hear more feedback. I want to hear more feedback from the edit- the editorial board of the Guardian, if you don't mind. Just just some specifics on what my what didn't work for my. She said that this guy doesn't really sound like he cares. Cares about his the the parasocial relationship between his fans and him. Or? No, because it doesn't sound like it bothers him, which is a good thing. Which is what I said to you is like he isn't bothered by all the crazy creepy fans, mm-hmm. which I think is as a result of you. Being like a chill guy, mm. massively. Mm-hmm. Don't do your American accent when you say chill guy, okay? <laughs> yeah, I know. Sorry. Um, so this piece came out, and like, I've forgotten to tell Chris that I'd cut him. And then I just get like, I wouldn't say it was passive aggressive, <laughs> but I did get like a like. Mm, not the like. Look, as a journalist myself, I understand that sometimes sources get cut, and that's just yeah, part yeah, of the deal. Exactly. And I, but I think it was ultimately a good indictment of where you are which is that you don't really give a shit about like people who chat shit about you or who are like weird and over familiar whereas a lot of the women i spoke to did care well like i said to you I, when we talked i think for women it's a totally different awful monster it's yeah, just a exactly. totally basically me interviewing a guy who said oh i have a pretty okay time with it but it's worse than it's worse for women was like a bad choice on my part and she was like just go speak to some women and i was like yeah okay that's right yeah letting letting the fans affect you is a female trait uh i wouldn't say that i just think that was a joke that was a joke we just got it more intensely but i feel like when we talked about it and correct me if i'm wrong it's mostly from other women yeah oh totally yeah that's not it's not even like dudes being like let me see your feet no 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 but i don't get like i mean i wish (laughs) so joking um (laughs) very single um no i don't i bet like 94 Four ninety-five 95% of my followers on Instagram are women. Like, I don't get... Same, same. Women like to tell you that you're, like, wrong or that you're, you're- your your take on something is invalid or is it like argumentative i guess is what i'm asking it's like you you haven't factored in every single facet of how Mm. this might affect every single person from every single walk of life you haven't factored in my personal experiences and it's like well yes i'm sorry i haven't like you're an elf i don't know it's just like people being like (laughs) i remember once i posted something like 
oh, people who have lions disgust me, mm-hmm. um, which was kind of a bit tongue in cheek because I am a very lazy person. Um, I was just going through a period of like waking up early. And I had like a message from someone being like, well, actually, I sleep a lot because I have chronic illness and <laughs> I find this really discriminatory. And I was just like, you fucking kidding me? Like, you have no sense of humor. <laughs> no, people have no, people have no sense of humor that especially if the like everybody's looking like a, something like that. You have to really try to be upset by that. That's a pretty innocuous. That's a pretty innocuous comment. Yeah, exactly. And it, basically, if you give an inch, like if you start apologizing mm-hmm. and like entering into dialogue with these people then that's when they really kind of double down and go for you so like my strategy is to be I guess quite blunt and quite spiky Mm. about those sorts of interactions on social media because I've seen what happens to like friends and other women when they're like oh I'm gonna engage with this in good faith and I'm like no like there is no good faith here you just need to block these people (laughs) how much time do you spend on the internet are you extremely logged on or Uh, it it goes really up and down um like I think towards the end of last year I quit Twitter for like a couple of months and like I kind of go in and out on Instagram I would say I'm a very online person but it's just like possibly a little bit less than it was like two Mm -hmm. two or three like pre-pandemic but I would yeah I would never like I like no one can ever text me and be like, have you seen this joke? Have you seen this meme? Have you heard this news? And for me not to have heard about it already. That's right. And I hate when people do it. It's one of my biggest pet peeves. You're I not find gonna... it sweet. No, 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 no. Sweet. It's not sweet. It's annoying. But I find it funny when it's like my like very, very like friends who don't work in media who just have like normal jobs. And it'll be like two months later, they'll be like, have you heard about And I'm like, guys, like, that's funny. <laughs> we've moved on. It's like quite quaint, you know? But those people probably have a happier existence in the world. Totally, absolutely, one hundred percent. I wish I I don't have any friends like that, so I don't know what to do. Yeah, it's very refreshing to spend time in their company. How did you How did you celebrate the jubilee? I would like to just know. I, I didn't, didn't. I like because I, I didn't see you on the back of the bus with Blondie and Kate Moss, and I was a little did bit you like, not? that was no, that was me in the long wing next to Kate Moss. <laughs> um, no, I. First of all, I'm a Republican, so I was never going to engage with it in any way. Why is that so funny? <laughs> it's, it's not, I didn't even know you guys had Republicans over there. Yeah, that's what I, yeah. I also didn't, I didn't even know what Jubilee was until this year for some no, reason. No, but a, a Republican in the British sense means that I don't believe the monarchy should be a thing. I think it should be abolished. She's, she's, yes. she's a lefty fruitcake is what she's saying, but the word <laughs> means something different. The thing is, I'm actually like... Not that lefty, but I just like I just don't like the royal family. I don't think they should be. A no, thing. the royal family is truly insane. And as a person who absolutely so salivates bizarre. over British culture, like if Prince Andrew had been born first, he would be the future king. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what? Sorry, an alleged. <laughs> I have to say, alleged. He's like an alleged paedophile. Mm-hmm. Like that's in, it's the most insane. Like, and I just find it really jarring. I just don't like what they're about. So I didn't engage in any of the... So who do you think... Quickly, sidebar, who do you think killed Epstein? Uh, I actually, like, again, I don't know legally where I stand on this. And this is... I just want to be clear. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it would have been a politician. I think it would have been an American politician. Personally, my money is on the Clintons. So you are a Republican. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. You're going to go after... What about the what about the emails? What about the emails? Lock her up. No, joking. Um, <laughs> um, Hillary definitely had Epstein killed for sure. And also the weather was like shit. That was kind of the main reason why I didn't partake. Like, but you guys are just all getting drunk during the day. Yeah. I mean, I was just like, like, you know, I went for dinner with friends. Like I really didn't go to like any of the street party. And it's just, and also like getting dr- day drunk in Britain is like, it's just quite a grim Thing. it's not like being like i've known in southern spain or in italy and it's just like beautiful warm like <laughs> london is quite like an ugly city day day drinking in london is more like pissing in the street kind of yeah, vibe very, oh and, like God. kicking that a pigeon like, honestly, i remember last year during the euros so it was like a football mm-hmm. match um and during the final and england had somehow scraped their way into the final and i kind of wasn't really thinking so i made plans to go and meet friends in central london and I was like wearing like you know like I was going to like the Groucho Club. I was wearing like a nice mm-hmm. dress and like uh, we we just talked about the Groucho. Yeah, it's really nice. And I thought I was going to get attacked. I had to have a friend pick me up in his car <laughs> later that evening, like seven p.m. because the vibe was so weird in central London and so violent. And honestly, he like often I was like, oh, I'm gonna I'll get the tube to you, and he was like, no, I think 
I should come <laughs> pick you up. And he like missed the start of the final of the match because it was so like Britons don't really know how to celebrate or be happy. There's just all this like underlying anger and it all just comes out during situations like this. So I just And does alcohol help that or hurt it? Yeah, it really doesn't help. Does not help. Like we do not know how to drink. I can't wait. I I think you need to come visit us in the good old US of A. We'll go down to where I'm from, the American South. We'll take you to a college football game and we'll show you how it's supposed to be done. I I don't know that I'd feel that comfortable in the South. You well, Atlanta you would. It's Black Hollywood. Oh, okay. Okay, so so your hometown in, in London, they your friend said it's not safe for you to take the tube. I have to literally extract you from uh yeah. from the city. <laughs> <laughs> but but going to a, a high school football game it, it seems dangerous to you. Okay, I take <laughs> the moral of the story is you're, it's not safe for for women anywhere. Yeah, basically, no, I, I take your point. No, I mean I want to come to LA. A friend of mine, one of my best friends, moved there. We like to take we like to kind of take our British visitors for a night on the town. But I, I, that doesn't necessarily mean that I'll give you guys a call you just <laughs> see me on Instagram. Okay. You just see me post when I get back to London. I'm like, LA, thank you so much. It was so sweet. No, like there's no way you'll come to LA without a sponsored content opportunity that will have to require, <laughs> that will require posting while on US soil. <laughs> Not true. I think you were like massively overstating. No, I'm just, I'm just giving you a hard time because I, you know, I'm a little bit jealous because I see you doing some nice blue chip fashion stuff. Yeah. You know, I have to, that's the only, that's the only stuff that I do. But I basically do stuff where I'm like, is this brand cool enough that I would kind of do it for free, but also they're paying me. No, I love, I think honestly, you and Raven are in some ways the archetype. I think you, cause, because I think the, the thing with men specifically, and Jason does this well too, is that like, there's a prerequisite that you have to have something going on. Yeah. yeah like yeah, a male yeah, influencer yeah. is like the corniest shit on earth. Like you have to have something yeah. going on with, with women. Unfortunately, that isn't the case. But you are the you are the exception to the rule because you actually have stuff to do. So when people are like, "Oh, I like her outfit," oh, there's other shit oh, to buy because guys. she actually does something. It's not You're a person of substance. Yeah, it's not a new it's not a new cookware line that you didn't research or a you know Korean skincare brand. So I literally can't <laughs> fucking cook. I have actually been approached to do like cookery related stuff, and I was like, "Have you looked?" Like all I do is I live off takeaways. Like it would be so inauthentic. Like I, I can't do. You know how to open a can of beans, though, don't you? Barely. <laughs> I actually, when I moved to this flat, I had to like stab my way into a, like a tin can of something because I, I didn't have the right equipment. Like I'm just abysmal in the kitchen. Well, I before we, before we wrap up, I know that you're in the throes of home renovations over there. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's something that I am unfortunately looking down the barrel of that gun. Jason's been through it many times. It's just so fucking shit. Have you done it before, Jake? It's just so shit. Look, I'm not complaining in the sense that I feel very fortunate to have, like, let's have all the caveats. I feel very fortunate to have a place of my own. Mm-hmm. And I feel fortunate. It's, it's just people, and I've actually written about an article about this that's coming out soon. People make a distinct, don't make a distinction between renovating decorating mm-hmm. like decorating is fun that's like paint swatches and buying a nice lamp and buying a nice sofa that is great <laughs> renovating is like arguing with a builder about what weight of artificial slate tiles to use on your roof so that it's both water resistant but also doesn't cave in on you whilst you see like nobody <laughs> wants to have that conversation that's the conversation I'm having a lot now. But I'm hiring a project manager. That's what I've decided. Smart, smart. I was going to say Jason's available, but he doesn't really know kind of the codes over there. <laughs> so that would be a little challenging. No, I mean, obviously, it's a huge pain in the ass, especially if you're living in the house while it's being renovated. I'm going to have to move out for a couple of months once it's done. You're just going to go down to the to Ibiza and kind of <laughs> reset? No, I wish. I'm going to move back home with my parents for a couple of months because they actually don't live that far from me. So I can't wait for the content to arise from this. There's going to be <laughs> some articles written i live with my parents as an adult while my house was being renovated here's what happened no they're actually very um they're very chilled we and we actually get along pretty well so but it's it's um yeah that's i just decided to because I, I don't have like a shit ton of money to to do it like i'm not somebody who has like an endless budget but i also realized it's been 18 months i've been living here and i've just been like struggling and floundering and being like ripped off by rogue rogue builders so as i need to hire someone who knows how to do this and it's like it's like doing your accounting like i I have an accountant because that isn't my forte it's like Mm -hmm. the only skill i really have 
is writing. I get it. I'm looking for a skill as we speak. <laughs> Spending money doesn't count as a skill. That's right. That's right. Otega, thanks what? for joining. <laughs> thanks, thanks, <laughs> thank you, thank you for joining us. It was an absolute pleasure. We love Me crossing too. the pond. We love crossing the pond. And um, I'm a I'm a fan of your work, a known fan of your work. And the newest uh, the newest book, which is a Sunday Times bestseller, of course. Uh, we need to talk about money. Uh, is in stores everywhere now, wherever you buy books, even in America. Yeah, pretty much. You can get it off Amazon. We don't have a Waterstones here, unfortunately, but you can. Uh, still... You've got, you've got, you've got Barnes and Nobles, <laughs> whatever it is. <laughs> and uh, when you come to LA, let us know, and we'll take you out for a nice meal. Our treat on the How Long Gone Platinum American Express card. <laughs> oh, that's very nice. Thanks, guys. This has been fun. Of course. We'll see you later. And when we come to London, I'll text you, and you'll say, "I will ignore your messages." Have fun. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. like, Otega, I'm in your city. All right, bring it, bring her an umbrella. It rains a lot. I replied two weeks later. Oh, I'm so sorry. I was having a manic time. Are you still around? I'm in your Same city. Full well, you just touched down in LA. I'm in your city. All right, all right. That'll be fun for everybody. All right, guys. We'll talk soon. Toodaloo. Mm, you don't do that. What are you talking shit for? We got no whistle. You don't pop no pistols. What are you carrying a knife for? You ain't gonna stop none. You men are useless. Always been losers. Yeah. Said you a G, but you ain't seen a box though. Yeah. How do you man wanna bring it to the box store? Yeah. Rolling around with the holes in your socks, bro. Yeah. Me and my boys are cool like muscle. Yeah. Don't do that. What are you talking nonsense? Because you don't want problems. You better weigh up your options. And what are you screwing up your face for? You ain't mad like Brunson. From where the villain blues play. The Burgers and Johnsons. Oi, my G, you don't do that. Not Biggie or Tupac. Get sticky like Blue Tack. From a city like New Jack. What you ringing on me vowed for? Pickle like Muzak. My mate said it's his birthday. Flew out of me blue rats. Oi, my G. You don't do that. What you talking shit for? You ain't got no whistle. You don't pack no pistols. What you carrying a knife for? You ain't gonna stab none. You men are useless. Always been losers. Yeah. Said you a G, but you ain't seen a box though. Yeah. How you man wanna bring it to the box though? Yeah. Rolling around with the holes in your socks, bro. Yeah. Me and my boys are cool like my school. Yeah.